How's it going, Shy? Uh, you know, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I um last night had a moment where I was like, from this point on, everything's going to be great. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And then I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Proclamation. So, uh, uh, <laughs> and then I just, I didn't, I don't know if I did any work towards it, but it was pretty close to, I think I was washing dishes and I was like, oh, it'll be great from here on out. I just have a feeling. And then I went to bed. So, okay. Were you referring to the day, to life, to whatever I had coming up? Like, okay. I had some things like, uh, that were coming up and I, I wasn't, I certainly wasn't dreading them, but it just seemed like uh, things were a little all over the place. Um, yeah. And then they, it all worked itself out and settled itself in a way that I'm happier with what has come from it somehow. That's beautiful. Uh, so I was like, great, wonderful. Let's do this. You know, you send messages to people and they finally get back to you and you're like, Oh, okay. It wasn't, <laughs> they don't hate me or it's not the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Or even when I uh, got like a rejection for something, I was like, all right, bye. And then, you know, <laughs> like it was, I'm just like everything. It's, it's all going to be fine from here on out. Uh, and then, Amen. and then I went to bed. So I, I like, I like this positive outlook. Sha. Yeah. This it's not, beautiful. I mean, let's not get mad let's not get married to it but it is <laughs> it is for now i don't know if it was like a full moon thing maybe um okay coming out of a full moon or or whatever but um yeah i don't know but uh eh, i think it's all right i think for for right now i'm gonna say for the next couple of weeks it, it should be fine there we go. Okay. How about you? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm feeling good. Um right. I am uh I'm definitely like like I'm I'm a little proud of myself slash like aware that I'm an adult, if that makes sense. I know like I've I've been an adult for years now. Right. But this is the first time where like like uh be, so and this is stupid that I came to this realization because of this, but <laughs> like I saw, so I've been seeing these uh these like milk crate challenge videos. Uh huh. Yes. Right. Right. And, like I saw them, and like this is the first time where I saw them, and like my instinct was like, well, that's just a bad idea, you know. Like normally I'd have been like, oh, I'm trying that shit. That looks amazing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And, like, it wasn't even a thought. Like, I was like, that just seems reckless. Like, why are these kids putting themselves in harm's way? You know? And, like, and also, like, it was, like, a balance of, like, I don't want to do it because I know that's dangerous for me. Mm -hmm. And then, like, a little bit of me was like, yo, but go get them, young man. You know? Like, you know, I was proud of the kids, like, just trying new things out because it reminded me of, like, you know, like climbing trees, like it's not a hundred percent safe, but you do encourage a little bit of like risk taking amongst the youth. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought like it was that for them. So I was kind of happy. I was also kind of proud to see kids 
like playing on actual things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Playing like on actual things. Yeah, like so I was I was in such in a weird place watching these clips, like, oh, like they outside, you know, mm-hmm. and they like discovering just fun of like being around each other and doing silly shit. Right. You know? Like I don't know if I told you about like uh 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 the pennies thing on my elbow. What have, have did you, you do that? you balance a bunch of pennies on your elbow and then yeah. catch them? Yeah. Okay. Have I told you about this? You like have, doing this recently? No, not that you did it recently. I'm familiar yeah. with that party trick, but I didn't know that you've done it. Yo, so like we had like a little gathering at uh at my house last week. It was uh it was Costa Rican Mother's Day. So oh, my nice. Came to town. Yeah. So like my my you know, shots to my wife and to my mother in law. We had like a little gathering for them. So we were like, you know, me and my in laws, we like reminiscing about, you know, things we did for fun as kids. And that came up. And like the whole concept of that, like it didn't make sense to my kids. They're like, what are you talking about? You ain't have video games? Like, nah, like we did we came up with shit or we heard about things and we did it all day. Right. So like I played that penny game. Like I remember me and my cousin G playing the penny thing for like seven, eight hours. And like getting to like the point to where like on I could do I know at my peak I got to like the mid-30s on my right. And I got to, like, the teens in my left. So I could do, like, you know, 15, 16 pennies on my left. Okay. 30-something on my right. Wow. So I'm explaining all this. And, like, uh, my sister-in-law, who hadn't heard of this game, was the only one of my age group that had it. Mm-hmm. She was like, there's no way you could do that. And I did it today. Like, I did three pennies. You know? So I was height A. And then, like, my daughter was, like, blown away by this whole thing and this whole convo. Mm-hmm. And, like, she spent two hours doing the pennies. <laughs> so she was in my backyard just, like, elbow pennies catching and all that. I was hyped as hell. So, like, she, like, and she told me, she's like, yo, dad, I got two on my left arm and I got six on my right. I was like, go get them. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That shit is dope. And it's such a stupid accomplishment. But, like, for two hours, she was fascinated by something that wasn't on the screen. Yeah. And... Um, it's, it's, again, it's not that it's like a hundred percent safe either. You're not in danger, but there's kids around you that you flicking pennies at, at top speed. Yeah. You know, that's an issue. issue. (laughs) So like when I was seeing the like milk crate challenge, I was thinking the same thing. It was like, Oh, these is a bunch of people like really trying to not die, but for fun, you know? And I think that's, you got to applaud that, but also know when it's not your time to be in it. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I, I would have liked, um, it took me a couple of days before I saw one where, and I think my roommate had to show it to me where they caught the dude as he was falling before that everybody was just letting people fall. (laughs) And I was like, I, I feel like there's like a trust thing here that we also need to learn from it. Like I'll try to climb up these, but when I go, I need you there to kind of catch me. Don't just assume that because we're on grass, it's going to be a soft fall. (laughs) Dirt is hard. (laughs) Dirt hurts. Um, So let's not just think it's grass. We're falling on like a tumbling mat. We're not. Um, (laughs) And you'd be lucky to fall on the dirt. You're falling on milk crates. You're falling on milk crates. And those aren't soft at all. Those are all angles. So you could (laughs) absolutely put your eye out. So when I saw it, I was just like, I mean, the first thing I thought was, 
oh man, I could use those crates to put my CDs in <laughs> and yeah, my albums. Right you know what so. I mean? I, that's just, I, when people are like, where were they finding these milk crates? And I'm like, well, you find them behind restaurants near the dumpster and you put them in your trunk and you take them home and you clean them off with the hose and then you let them dry. And then you put your albums and your CDs in them. What, <laughs> what are we missing here? What do you mean? Where do you, and I, uh, it takes me a minute to remember, Oh, not everyone lived like usually. <laughs> <laughs> They're perfect for records. They're perfect for yeah. CDs. So I think they're great. They fit into that Ikea thing too. Okay. The, yeah. There's like an Ikea, like a, the, like closet thing that's like three by three, four by four. Yeah. Yeah. They're perfect for that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, we've, I, people have been out here for those who haven't been out here pilfering milk crates from behind restaurants. We out here doing it. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> surprising. It was a lot. I mean, I'd like to see video of the two to three days it took to collect all of those milk crates Big or facts. did everybody have an assignment of just like you bring three, you bring three. You know what I mean? Like it really was a village working together. It's no beautiful. one was by themselves. No. <laughs> you had to have somebody with you. But it's so wild to hear that your kids didn't know about that. The, you know. Penny, penny elbow thing, thing no. or so i'm like so they aren't like putting mentos and two liters of diet coke and nah, they don't even they don't know that if you eat pop rocks and then drink a soda that your your whole body will explode have they not heard of that you know what i mean i'm like no. where are all of these nobody's swinging on like rope swings over a creek are we all nah. just man they like every time they hear about the like my kids like they'll discover stuff like that like as uh as a TikTok video mm. like it'll be like someone telling them hey did you know and I'm like yeah we've always known y'all yeah. forgot yeah y'all just yeah yeah it, it's always been a thing <laughs> shots to shots to my corner store too Bobby uh selling milk crates uh, for a dollar. I'm really impressed with his hustle. He's adapting to the needs right of the now. Community. He's selling right milk now. crates for. Straight up, you go there. He got milk crates for you if you want. You get as many as ten. I, Bob, you beast. I almost said I can't believe it, but I absolutely can believe it, and that's what? why everybody who was asking where do you get milk crates from it, were people I know from New York. <laughs> no one that I knew from Atlanta was like, "Where do you get a milk crate from?" We know. We, we know. <laughs> we know exactly where you get them from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, I remember asking him, I was like, yo, why are you charging people for these? Because he used to give them away when you bought a Domino's table. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Milk crates, he used to sell a Domino table, and the tables are like high end. They were like $70. Right. This is like uh, glass and wood and casing. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you need these to stand on. But he's like, nah, people just kept coming in. Last week, asking for milk crates by themselves, and then my son told me, nah, it's for a game. So now, you know, you messing up my domino hustle, so I got to switch it up, you know? So, yo, I'm digging the ambition. I respect it, I mean, it's not so much ambition as it is just reacting to a changing market. (laughs) I mean, it's good that he could be on top of that like that, sure. But um, keep your nose to the streets, yeah? I guess so, but that is a shame that... That no one thought, but I guess there is no behind the store of a bodega. I'm telling you, man, uh, it, like New York is wonderful and it's got its own beauty and and rules and all of that. <laughs> but there's so much to not living in 
a city city, you know what I mean, where everything is concrete. There's so much to like living in a place where you can roll up behind shopping center, go around the back of it and just get whatever, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. there's something to finding stuff within your city and then making something out of that. Yeah, that's where dope. you don't where you don't have to uh you know, have a conversation with the dude at the corner store who's just like, you're the second person to ask me about this, whatever it is, I'm charging $5 for it from now on. Like that's, I get it because it's a dog eat dog world out there, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, New Yorkers that, that fucking crust that you put over yourself to retain hard and all that shit. That's a shame because we out here falling on milk carts in the, in the, in the sun on the grass. Like, I'm sorry. Y'all have to, you know, do it the way that you do it, and you got to lose a little bit of your heart while doing so. But you know, in, in other parts of the of the country, <laughs> it's just a heartwarming story it's everywhere just else. A sweet, yeah, yeah, everywhere else. <laughs> oh man, you know, uh, 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 owning a milk crate was the first thing I thought I did that was a crime. I was like, uh, I don't know if you remember, like, milk crates, uh, it's not all of them, but a lot of them, they had, like, this, like, uh, emb- like uh, a warning telling you, like, uh, if you own this, like, you could be punishable by, like, 90 days in prison. Oh, you mean, like, they have on the um, post office thing? Yeah, like that. Like, yeah. Because, like, like, I was scared to, like, tear the, the, the tag on, like, the pillows. Right. Yeah, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like the milk crate one, like once when you read it, you already did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. You're, if, you're, like, if you're close see. enough to read this, <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> I like, oh shit, it's already in my bedroom. You know? Right. I remember like uh telling some of my friends if I knew like like if they dad was like a cop, I was like, Yo, you can't you can't come over, like flipping over the milk crates <laughs> and shit to the other side. <laughs> Like he was really gonna snitch on me and get arrested because I owe two milk crates right. for, my, for my vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Times is hard, you know. I was it out is. The streets. It's very tough. You never know. Also, those um, post office containers, um, like I, uh, they just leave them in the post office. Like if you go into the post office, <laughs> and I'm guessing it's someone who had a bunch of mail and they had one of those and they're one of the nice people who bring it back to the post office and they're like, I yeah. want to return this to you. But the person behind the counter is like, just put it over there in that corner. Mm-hmm. Well, you do that. Someone's going to walk in and see it and just go, well, I'm just gonna, I, let me just go on and grab one. Hell yeah. Yeah. And so that's like, I guess that's a circle of life, but you can use them. Yeah. Just go ahead and use them. They, they kind of don't care. I haven't seen anybody hemmed up over it. <laughs> let me just say that. I have not seen anyone. Like I haven't seen a, a bicycle cop or a cop on horseback or anything <laughs> like run up on somebody and then just put it down or whatever. Like I haven't seen that happen. Drop those crates. Right. So you, you're probably safe. You're probably safe. I feel good now. You know, I'm admitting on, on the podcast. It's mm-hmm. been 20 years. You know, I've gotten away with it. Yeah, yeah, but, and also you can't like melt those down and recycle them. So yeah, rinse that bitch off and put <laughs> put something in it. <laughs> you can actually. That's a whole thing. Can you? Yeah, like that's a that was part of why like the bodegas in New York they keep them in a basement. 
because like and you could you could legit take them and like the the milk companies they leave them there with the bodega they expect to pick them up mm-hmm. but if you don't get them back they like uh they 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 uh, have to give like a credit to the milk crate company like they pay like it comes off of their next bill like yo you you all you lost like like if you lose one milk crate two milk crate whatever mm-hmm. but if you losing like 15 milk crates every delivery they like yo you got to pay us back for these cuz they get they can get melted down they found like people in New York were stealing a ton of them and like melting them and uh like you you know selling them for like uh, at, to recycling companies what oh, oh lord why don't they well anyway that's wild I didn't think I thought it was I thought it was the kind of plastic that you wouldn't be able to melt down and do anything with. You know how there are various right. types of plastic and it's like and uh, fun fact, everybody, the kind that we are trying to recycle and everything, it, it may not actually do anything. But you know what? It's not our fault. It's the big companies. <laughs> Climate change is not our fault. <laughs> we didn't do it. <laughs> we didn't do it because we like bottles of soda. Like, let's talk to some oil companies. But whatever. I digress. And every once in a while, you know how I just kind of somehow sink into something weirdly political. And I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, yeah. grab them crates while you can is what I'm That's saying. It. You know what I mean? Live those dreams. Get seven flights up. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I'm ruined for y'all. I'm uh, not. Y'all are insane. I thought it was crazy from jump. Why would I do that? There's no way that's sturdy. I'm not sturdy. <laughs> I know a crate's not sturdy, and I know I'm not sturdy. Amen. I'm going to be ruined from the floor, for sure. <laughs> I'll catch you. I'll catch you. Let's get into the news. All right. Uh, Tony Hawk is selling 100 skateboards painted with his actual blood. Okay. Liquid Death, the water company which claims to murder your thirst, has teamed up with Tony Hawk to create a limited edition run of 100 skateboard decks infused with the skating legend's blood. Each board boosts a vi- uh, vials worth of uh, Tony Hawk's DNA mixed in with the paint for the deck. Uh, I'm deeply thankful to have a connection with my fans and i appreciate how liquid death connects with theirs this collaboration is taking those connections to a new level no shit as i have literally put my blood into these decks uh it's getting extreme yo like i feel like this whole blood in the merch (laughs) thing is just crazy (laughs) it's um i mean it's it's silly but i mean yes no it's silly and i guess you know Tony Hawk, you don't have to do all the things like this. <laughs> I feel like you didn't have to do this, but maybe you did. Um, but yeah, this is a lot. We're, this is asking a lot from you, Tony. You've already given us so many different um, skateboarding tricks and uh, video games. We didn't and boards and and merch, yeah. and we didn't necessarily need your blood. Um, (laughs) but my point is, this is what I want to talk about. The water liquid death. Have you heard of that? No. Have you seen it? It I have not. It is bottled water, but it's in a can and it's a can that's like the shape of like a tall boy beer can. And the design on it is whatever you think the design of something called liquid death would be. (laughs) Um, so it's like heavy metal bottled water for dudes. Okay. Um, I 
did a festival, I think in, I think this was a San Francisco one. So I think it was Sketchfest, And I think they were partially sponsored by Liquid Death. So they had, that's the water that they had, you know, when you go to a green room and they're like, oh, we've got water for you. And it was Liquid Death. <laughs> 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 and I didn't drink it at first because I thought it looked like a tall boy. Right, for sure. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't now. drink beer or whatever. And um, so someone was like, oh, you want one? I'm like, I don't, I don't drink. And they're like, oh, no, it's water. And I went, oh, I don't. Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I drank it. And I mean, it's water. It's water. Oh, my. It's water. They have a picture of a baby in a stroller drinking the liquid death tall boy. Yeah, it's water. You just got to. Oh boy! This reminds me of like uh, when my boy Mark for his birthday, uh, his girlfriend gave him a cake, but it was the shape of a cheeseburger, and like <laughs> I couldn't eat it because like visually I wanted a cheeseburger, yeah, and, but it looked like a cake. Like that's what I feel like when I see these pictures. Like this is beer. You can't tell me different. I think I would taste beer if I drank that water because you can't even see the water inside. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's still, and that's to me, it, it, I felt like it tasted funny. And I don't think it did taste funny. I think it was just, it was in a beer shaped can. Yeah, and I would have not, to pour it it's out. It's not how I take in water. <laughs> 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 like I had to pour, at some point, I just had to pour it into a cup and drink it that way so that yeah. it would feel like water. <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange. Yeah, my daughter went through this this week because I bought a, I bought a whole bunch of water, uh, just water, the the one that comes in like the cartons, like in the box. Yeah, it's like right. a little box. So like, she was like, "Dad, like, why why do you have all these like portable milks?" You know, <laughs> and I'm like, "That's water." Like, it literally says it on the thing. She's like, "But it looks like the the skim milk packaging," and like she couldn't like wrap her head around the fact that there's water in it, and that different companies are allowed to do you know what they want. So I like I had to like pour it out for her too. She was like, "Look, was like, I don't know. It looks funny." Yeah, it's. I get it. I absolutely get it. It's sometimes you're just. It turns out you're more attached to the packaging than you realize. Yeah, but I thought it was convenient. Like I'm actually mad. More comedy shows don't use just water because of the the box because mm-hmm. it has a little spot where you could put your name, so you don't confuse whose bottle is whose. Oh, no one at a comedy show cares about you like that. <laughs> nobody Fair. cares yeah Fair. nobody cares Fair. <laughs> that's that's on you. you know what i mean like that that's good for a party right you know like when you go to a party and they've got cups and a marker so you can write your name on the cup i'm like okay yeah, yeah someone someone is on top of it but at a fucking comedy show you're lucky if they're like if they remember you're booked if they even have anything to drink do you know what i mean like not oh, yeah. all of you there are some of you who are show producers out there and you know who you are and you're actually producing a show and uh now that gastor has told you that just water is whatever you're going to see if it's cost effective in order to carry it <laughs> i know you are out there but for the rest of you who think you put on a show and actually you just show up with a pa and a faulty <laughs> microphone Y'all don't give a fuck about what we're drinking. <laughs> and we know, and you're the majority of it. You're the majority. Yo, shouts to us and these segues, by the way. B. We started talking about Tony Hogg's blood. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Now we over here addressing this water <laughs> pandemic situation at these comedy shows. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh boy, we cover as much ground as possible. Uh, McDonald's has run out of milkshakes in the UK, Sha. McDonald's has been forced to stop selling milkshakes and bottled drinks at nearly 1,300 restaurants in the United Kingdom as Brexit-related uh, staff shortages and supply chain delays caused by the pandemic continue to slam companies. Like most retailers, we are currently experiencing some supply chain issues impacting the availability of a small number of products. Bottled drinks and milkshakes are temporarily unavailable in restaurants across England, Scotland, and Wales. Uh, we apologize for any inconvenience and thank our customers for their continued patience. We're working hard to return these items to the menu as soon as possible. Well, okay. First of all, how did the UK get their ice cream machines to work at those McDonald's? That's the first question. <laughs> what What does the UK have that we don't have? That's getting, that. yeah. I don't I don't know how they're doing that, but that's one thing. Let's just marinate on that for a hot second. Uh, secondly, yo, this supply uh, chain issue. I hope like that is what's going to people. That's gonna people are gonna like run to the streets, yo. and because I don't think we're ready. Like uh, like I mentioned. On the last episode, I think that we are kind of moving towards a, a softer shutdown, yeah. right? Uh, people have already adjusted their life to it, so it's kind of, for some folks, it's no thing to go ahead and go back into their cocoon. But the people who are able to do that are also going to be the kind of people who will order all of their stuff to be brought to them. Right, right. And now with the supply chain issues, their stuff is not going to be able to come as quickly because everything is fucked up because of COVID, everyone. Everything. Big time. And so now they're going to be mad because they're like, well, I mean, I, I got vaccinated, but I don't mm -hmm. want to. I'm trying to do the right thing and not be out in the world. But you can't get <laughs> my insert whatever here that I desperately need to be in the house for another year, be it a couch or, uh, you know, I was just reading about, um, adult tricycles that, that are on hold because there's one like bar that they're waiting on the supply chain to get that, those bars in so they can attach it so they can send them out. So people are just on hold, you know, those by the, the tricycles where you lean back, Right. You know, those you would, kinds you of bicycles. think that there would be that many of those ordered that there'd be a shortage of anything. That's, that, uh, that's exactly incredible in itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they so they're struggling. So I'm sure the McDonald's is struggling for ice cream. <laughs> Plus, you know, here in America, we stole all their milk carton, <laughs> all their milk crates. <laughs> They can't get these. They can't milk. get the. Yeah, they're not going to be able to get the milk to people because we got all the carrying cases and we keep climbing on them. Oh uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. I right? we out here chasing our dreams. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you saw. Remember when that boat was stuck in the canal for like, oh God, how long was that boat stuck there? Remember what? the big. No. The, the boat that had all of a uh, like cargo on it. It was a cargo boat. It was stuck in the Suez Canal for like um, a week, two weeks. How long was it? Six days. Um, last year, last June. Okay. And it just it, the the canal is very narrow, and it was a very big boat, and somehow it just ended up perpendicular and just was Yo. stuck there for six days, and people couldn't get things. 
Yeah, I'm seeing these pictures now. This is crazy. Yeah, it's wild. So, well, first off, that boat went back through it the other day, and I was like, great. I hope they know just to stay straight. No, there's, <laughs> there's no curve in the, in, the, in the canal. Just stay straight. Um, but yeah, with, I, I was really picturing somebody Tokyo driving the boat. Yeah, right. I was like, why are you trying to do donuts in the Suez Canal? Uh, now is not the time. <laughs> but that at least was a visual right people could get up every morning they could pull up the news and they could see that this damn boat was still stuck and that's why you weren't getting whatever it was you ordered from amazon now there's no real way to visualize it right right so people are like well i mean the boat's not stuck and it's like it's beyond the boat being stuck (laughs) this is like we don't like everything it's oh my goodness that's why i never even thought about how that kind of thing can like how this will reverberate but yikes it's wild the uk Mm -hmm. is uh reporting they're having a shortage of 100,000 truck drivers um 20,000 of whom are uh eu nationals that left the country after brexit Mm. Uh, so yeah there's a huge shortage of people there uh and uh, this is uh, the same supply chain that supplies uh, one third of the chicken that the UK gets. Uh-oh. So, yeah, y'all about to be vegans over there, homie. Hey, man, look, you know, we ran low on chicken wings. We feel you. Solidarity, UK. Nah, I mean, we, we with you. We'll we, send we over understand. a couple milk crates and thighs. I understand. We get it. Chick- um, you know, chicken and oxtail. We get it. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo. Stripped of his Emmy after leaving office. That's right. Disgraced former. I like that they're adding that now. Disgraced former governor Andrew Cuomo was stripped of his Emmy award on Tuesday due to sexual harassment allegations uh, substantiated in the state attorney general's probe that delivered the death kneel to his uh, reign. The International Academy uh, announced today that in light of the New York Attorney General's report and Andrew Cuomo's subsequent resignation as governor, it is rescinding his special 2020 International Emmy Award. His name and any references to his receiving the award will be eliminated from International Academy material going forward. Bang! Wow, he got an Emmy for those press briefings. Yeah, we were we were starving for (laughs) we were really starving for some sort of leadership. What a wild time! That's it, yo. I'm yeah, like reading this so much. It is like I I had like first I was like I I can't sell a pilot, and this dude is out here getting (laughs) Emmys for doing his job, like talking. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm glad they snatched that back. I really hope they sent somebody over there, like, yo, not, yeah, I'ma need that. You know, like like they, I don't want to be- <laughs> Like he tried to put it in a box to leave and then <laughs> like nah B, I need that trophy, homie. I don't want to see that on eBay later. None of that. Run oh that my back. goodness. Um well here further on in the story, uh it's got a tweet that Cynthia Nixon uh wrote. Um yeah. she was uh, in 2018, she was his opponent for the uh, Democratic gubernatorial primary. Yeah, uh, she ran up against him. So she tweeted out the difference between me and Andrew Cuomo. Neither of us is governor, but I still have my Emmys. <laughs> okay, Miranda. Yeah, okay. Get it. <laughs> in the city right there, baby. You're, you're always my favorite. So I get it. <laughs> also, yes, Miranda was my favorite. Live with it, y'all. Deal with it. <laughs> 
You know, like, I remember, like, I watched that show um, after watching Entourage. I, would, I watched Entourage. I was like, oh, Entourage is fun. This is my shit. And people would, would say, um, yo, this is uh, Entourage is like a guy sex in the city. You should really see sex in the city. Mm-hmm. I, and I checked it out. And I and my first reaction was like, yo, Entourage is trash. Like, <laughs> sex in the city is incredible. It's a, it's a really well-written show. Right. Um, yeah, uh, so major props, and I'm not surprised she's still this witty, uh, really talented <laughs> cast over there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, jeez. I'm so mad about that. Like, I've been watching this shit for three seasons, denying myself. Right. Of yeah. this much better show. I mean, oh, you man. know, we, we can look back on Sex in the City and, like, judge it with today's eyes and see these prop, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I still, when someone was like, I hate Sex in the City's terrible, I'm like, no, it's a good show. Yeah. Sex in the City is a good show. Like, let's just calm down. I mean, yes, they use too many puns sometimes. Right, right. But who, who doesn't? So, yeah, it was a perfectly, it was a good show. It was appointment television for me, even though I didn't have cable. So when they did the reruns on like TBS, Mm-hmm. I made it a point to watch it because it was the only way I was going to get to watch it. I was, you know, <laughs> I didn't have HBO, and they were like, "Well, here it is on your little piddly cable," and I'm like, "I'll take it." You know, <laughs> you took out all the dirty words. Sometimes the shows don't make sense because you had to cut out so much. Don't care. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll use context clues. <laughs> uh, man, I'm pretty sure I was the only like uh, dude in East New York watching uh, Carrie Diaries when they did like that remake with the oh. Yeah. Yeah, you may have been the only. You may have been the only me. dude uh, in any of New York watching. <laughs> <laughs> I was rooting for. I'm like, yo, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they ain't, they ain't all gonna be winners. Um, <laughs> uh, finally, uh, Elon Musk just added a robot to his list of things always coming next year. Oh, I like seeing that with the shade in the freaking title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, even CNN is like this, this dude, robots now, robots, okay. Elon Musk said Thursday night at Tesla's all uh, all day that, uh, or is Al Day or AI Day? AI Day, maybe. Tesla's AI Day makes more sense, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tesla's AI Day that the company is building a humanoid robot and will probably have a prototype next year. It's basically going to start dealing with work that is boring, repetitive, and dangerous, Musk said, of the Tesla robot. What is the work that people would least like to do? Putting your stupid robot together. <laughs> How about that? That's what we don't want to do. <laughs> Must did not say uh, if it would be sold or for how much the robot will have a screen positioned where a human face would be. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he fucking with us, yo. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I can't even read that sentence. It's no way this is real the robot will have a screen positioned where a human face would be to display useful information you mean like talking 
<laughs> that's what we do. Okay. All uh, right. That the robot would have a profound impact on the economy. He said physical work would be a choice in the future and a universal basic income would be needed. Uh, Musk is among the Silicon Valley leaders who have cautioned that technology may eliminate the jobs of many people. So humans will need another income source. Um, what? Look, okay, my man, aren't you making cars that just drive directly into accidents? <laughs> Didn't we just talk about that? Yeah, but now he making drivers for the car. Oh, great. <laughs> they don't have faces. They just have a display, a screen where a face would be. And we're going to put that into the self-driven car. And then we're just going to let that plow into That's it. a fire truck. That's the future right hey, there. Hey, man, not- look, uh, Elon Musk, you have not... Um, you have not necess- you have not really produced anything <laughs> out of your own head that seems useful cuz you didn't come up with the tesla like you bought into it and then bought everybody out so that's not even you right you didn't even have little sketches of a tesla in a in a notebook when you were a boy that's not even you <laughs> so you can't even really take credit for that you will you are but you that ain't you so now yeah. you got this robot with an off the shoulder bodysuit. And like I don't <laughs> Why your robot trying to be sexy? Why are you trying okay. to make a sexy robot? Then just make a sexy robot. <laughs> we know there are people making sexy robots. Mm-hmm. They're already sexy robots. They have the need, game on you. We we don't need a robot that's gonna take care of all the boring stuff. You don't <laughs> what what do you know about boring jobs? Yeah, I was gonna say like he, he's never dealt with that at all. Not at all. That's ridiculous. How are you going to, and then put a screen in the, I wish a, a robot would come up to me with a screen for a face talking about <laughs> you are no more, you are no longer needed or whatever. I guess don't all robots talk like that. <laughs> Is that just me? I'm not going to believe you're a robot if you don't talk like that. That's if you it. come up to me with some, you know. Uh, your door is ajar. I don't think so. I want I want robot voice. <laughs> you want? <laughs> I want and not. I don't mean auto auto tune. I don't mean vocoder. I want robot voice. I never learned to love. That's what I want. <laughs> don't give me any other. Don't, don't try to humanize it. Be as roboty as possible. I want bolts out of the neck of this thing. That's what I want. You know, like, wouldn't this, like, like if you're a kid and you grow up in the era of, like, this robot, ain't it going to make you, like, rude? Like, you're going to get used to, like, like touching people's faces? Like, y'all, like, nah, that's what I do with my robot. You know, like, she's <laughs> yeah. touch screen in his eyes well, and we, shit. Yeah, there's there's nothing that we're doing now that isn't going to end up being a complex for the generations <laughs> to come. <laughs> Everything that we're doing now is going to be an issue for anyone who comes after us. So just throw that one on the pile. Absolutely. Throw that on a big towering pile that's made up of robot parts and milk crates. <laughs> like, I know he's old enough. And from what I understand, he started like, you know, from a humble family. There's no way. Like, I already know Elon never did the penny game on the elbow. No, absolutely. No way. No way. Wait, like, is he from a humble family? I thought he like grew up like regular money or even poor, and like he just came up. Well, I mean, hold on. Nerd. Let me see. 
I want to see if he came up from a, uh, let's see. He, yeah, maybe born to a Canadian mother and a South African father. Right. Um, raised in South Africa. He briefly, yeah, I guess he went to college. Yeah, I guess so. So that's another thing is that you, you don't even show where you've been exceptional. Yeah, you're not even exceptional. How are you coming up with, uh coming up with robots and robots. you don't, there's nothing about you that's exceptional. I really think he's like reliving his youth. He's like drawing things in his bedroom and he's like, oh, this would be a cool invention. And like, his dad just ain't around right now to be like, yo, yeah, whatever, son, put it on the fridge. But that shit is stupid when, you know, he walks out the room. You know, like, my kids right. hand me, like, really weird drawings all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just got to be a positive reinforcement. Right. Like, yeah, it's great, but it's That's horrendous great. shit, you know? <laughs> like, they're, they're, it's and not And then you future. just put it in a file folder somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah I'm going to show this to you when you're 30 and you're, like, you know, as self-aware as, you know, a normal adult. And you'll realize how good of a parent I was by, like, applauding this nonsense. But... This is not you, you know? This is, no, this isn't. Well, I mean, you don't have to call it nonsense. Just their view. I mean, you yeah, can still you know take I mean? a better look at it. It's like, <laughs> look at this bullshit you used to give me as a kid. Can you believe that? Like, that's that's a little painful. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my, my son gave me a tie for Father's Day when he was like six or seven. And mm-hmm. like the front of the tie is like a cutout tie. And in the back of the tie, he answers questions about me. Right. And like it was cute, like the sentiment. But like I found it the other day and I pulled him aside to read the nonsense he wrote to me. Like, look at the nonsense. (laughs) I bust my ass for you. You know, and look at what you said about me. It's not a threat. It's yo (laughs) stop. On God. On God. You know, you know what the the car said, like, uh, what does my daddy do well? And it said, Daddy is really good at eating food and watching TV. I'm like, yo, of all the things I do around this house to make your life possible. And that's what you've noticed that like I'm exceptional at. I'm like, you know, I like bring those things home. And he put that (laughs) on my card. Like a teacher saw that and said, yeah, send that to your father. He'll be proud. (laughs) You know? And I had to like, I had to eat that. Like, cause he was six. He just gave it to me, you know? And like, I know he tried. So I I hugged him. I said, thank you. You know, it was a moment. Right. But like 11 year old Aiden, when he came in and and I showed him this, I was like, yo, look, look at the disrespect. Okay. Show me. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. It may seem disrespectful, but a six year old's eyes never lie. Right? You are you there are a million things you're doing to make sure that he has the kind of life that he has. But six year old eyes don't notice that shit. No, he because and, and, all he's doing is eating. So, <laughs> so if you right there about. with him, he's gonna be like, "Dang, this dude eats a lot." Yo, that's I respect what we were it. He said the same. She's like, "Dad, I don't, I don't go with you to work. I don't see you work. I don't know what you do." Over see there. exactly. See that's that's exactly it. And who he respected that you ate. Yo, because that's you. that's what he was concentrating on. <laughs> so it was still it was still respect. I guess, I guess. Uh, <laughs> like you always come to the defense of no mas, okay? I know, I, I do. I know, I, I do. I just, you know, I know I'm not going to be there all the time. <laughs> or any of the time, really. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, if uh, you uh, would like to continue to be here for these awkward moments in no mas's life... <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do is like and subscribe to the show. Um, if you have uh, 
uh, artistic side and you want to create weird uh, robots, all you got to do is give us four stars on Apple. But if you want to do productive stuff in the future, and be <laughs> Elon Musk, give us five stars, you know? That already tells us you're making better decisions than Elon. That's true. That's true. That's it right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I mention something? Please, please. Let me think of the with the math and the when this will come. Okay, yes. So uh, for any New York City listeners, yep, yep. Um, I'm doing a, a solo show. And yes, it would be great if you guys came out to it. It's September the 4th, so that's on Saturday. Uh, it's at a venue called Eris, E-R-I-S. It's in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. So struggle with that however you may. But that's where it is. And <laughs> plenty of hipsters, but we're all going to love it. It's my solo show. It's called Don't Reach in the Bag. Boy. And it is uh, my solo show about working for seven years in a porn store. Um, so, you know, I'd love it if you could come out and watch it. You know, I had to knock the dust off of it cause I had started to do it before all of this stuff happened. And now I'm trying to remember what it was like. And you never really forget seven years in a porn store. It turns out. <laughs> um, and this was from like uh, late '90s into the early aughts. Is the time frame that we're talking about. So, and there'll be a Q and A at the end, you know, so you can ask me all kinds of questions about it. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, if you go to any of my social media stuff uh, at Silky Jumbo uh, on Twitter or Instagram, um, uh, I'll have ticket links. So do it up. Come through. Yeah. Uh Chalet with Sharps. Uh don't reach into the bag. Uh produced uh, uh I believe uh produced and presented by Dulce Sloan as well. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. So come through. It's a lot of like real sharp comedy there. And uh you get some real dope stories from the homie Chalet with Sharp. You already here for September 4th. Come through. Saturday. I'm gonna be there. We're gonna make it happen. It's gonna be a good vibe. <laughs> yeah, <Bye>. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> with all that said, catch y'all next week for another war report with the homie Chalet with Sharp. I'm Gastro Monte. Peace. Catch y'all next week. Peace.